Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the But Daddy Why podcast, where we understand the rapid-fire questioning that parents battle all day, every day, especially that one constant, burning, repetitive, ongoing question, why? We take the hard questions and do the research for you so that you have the ammo to reply when the kids reach the ultimate pinnacle of, but daddy, why? My name is Pat Jacobs. And I'm Eric Benyon. Sit back and enjoy the show. All right, it's a good one. It is. <laughs> like, like this, this thing has been brewing. Like, I don't. I think we've been talking about it for like four or five months. Yeah, and well, and and ultimately, this topic is is the one major thing that at home dads argue about. Of of any topic, period. This is the biggest, most controversial topic there is. I fail to understand it because I, it's pretty cut and dry. It's very cut I don't, and dry. I don't understand how there can be any argument. But even within my own house, even within my own house, there are dissenters. Ah. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, I and I and I think we can we can talk about that a, a, a little bit. Maybe there's a reason why. Hopefully, it's not your wife, but maybe there's a reason why. I think there is, and I think we're going to get right to that. Yeah. But I think the best way to introduce that is to is to use the words of Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. And he says it like this. You haven't had a hot dog until you have had a Chicago-style hot dog. So to do it right, here's what you need. In the order they should go on, the culinary treat, mustard, relish, chopped onion, sliced tomato, kosher pickle spear, Peppers as an option, and celery salt. But whatever you do, no ketchup. He's such a good guy. He's such a good and, guy. And super smart. That guy is so yeah. smart. And he knows, he knows food. It. He knows. He's, this guy has eaten stuff that no one should ever eat and will yep. tell you that no one should ever eat it. Yep. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Can't have a more honest opinion about food, and the guy will cuss at you for it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, if you're not going to listen to Anthony Bourdain, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. He comes to Chicago for the Chicago hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, we wouldn't have a podcast if that were the, if if that were how things went. Right. No, we're gonna have we we actually have to talk about it and prove it. Right. Exactly. 
there are certain things that true Chicagoans know, right? We know we know pizza. Sometimes we call it pie, you know. We we know that folding chairs are are for saving parking spots in the winter, right? Right. We know that it's called the Sears Tower, not whatever thing they've named it since you know whenever that happened, and it always will be the Sears Tower. We know that. We know. We know that. that. Doesn't matter how it's spelled. Doesn't matter how it's spelled. It's pronounced the Sears Tower. Correct. <laughs> and last but not least, Chicagoans know what to put on their hot dogs. And it's exactly like Anthony Bourdain just said. And it's perfect. Yeah. And, and it's delicious. We've brought this up in, in some of the, the at-home dad groups and just regular dad groups and sometimes even just on social media channels here and there and, and taken a, a lot of heat over our views on on ketchup. Now we say we say views. Right. We say views. Right. We take heat over the facts. Right. Right. Other people have views. Yes. To the point that I we have actually been called anti ketchup extremists. Thank you, Chad Welch. That was that was very <laughs> polite and nice of you. <laughs> it's my podcast. I get to call you out, buddy. Now, now, with all of that being said, in the spirit of full disclosure, I need to, to clear the air, lay it all out, set the record straight, okay? So I've, I've prepared a statement. If you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to read that now. <clears throat> Go for it. Thank you. I wasn't born and raised in Chicago, which is a perfectly good reason and a perfectly good explanation as to why I'm not a Bears fan. No other explanation is needed. That's another podcast. We don't need to get into that. There is a misconception that I am entirely against ketchup. I'm not against ketchup. I'm not even against ketchup on a hot dog for kids. Now listen, ketchup is the first condiment you introduce kids to. I don't care what kids dip in ketchup. As long as they're eating, I'm happy. However, as a parent, I feel that it is our responsibility to introduce real condiments and real ways to eat things to our children at a certain point in their lives. Now, when I was 15, we moved to Chicago, and I remember my new stepbrothers asked me what I put on my hot dogs. My answer? Ketchup. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe some mustard here and there, okay? Now, they informed me that I had been eating hot dogs incorrectly. They educated me with love in their hearts and my best interests in their minds that hot dogs are to be eaten with mustard, relish, diced onions, tomatoes, pickle spear, sport peppers, and celery salt on a poppy seed bun. And they were right. Now, I am not against people that ruin their hot dogs by putting such horrific things as ketchup or mayonnaise on them. I'm not against you. I am merely trying to help you. That's what all Chicagoans want to do. We want to help our fellow Americans eat their hot dogs and pizza correctly. We do this with love in our hearts and your best interests in our minds. It's for you, not for us. We want to help. Help us help you. My name is Pat Jacobs, and I'm just trying to make hot dogs great again. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I, I, I had to say that. I had to clear the air because I, I know a lot of people question me for my, my knowledge and loyalty to Chicago because I wasn't born and raised here. But 
you know what, this this is my home. And when I moved here, I became a Chicagoan, except for the whole Chicago Bears thing. It's a beautiful thing, except for the Chicago Bears thing. Yes. <laughs> Again, <laughs> another podcast. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to explain away that one. That's, that's always a sticking point when I have to come in and come to bat for you. Well, Pat's not really a Chicago <laughs> guy. Because yeah, you do. Yeah, like, you, all right. Yeah. Now, now you all have right, to but I am black for that. <laughs> but I am, and I know that he's got the hot dog thing on point. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so we're going to let you hear th- throughout the podcast some of our illustrious friends. Can we call them that? Colleagues, people that converse with us. Yeah. People we know their names. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> People who we know their names. So, so now we've talked about Anthony Bourdain. I've given you my take. We know your take. So we'd like to hear from uh, someone whose name we know, named Rick Bloom, who's from New Jersey. And this is his take on the, the Chicago-style hot dog. Mustard? Might as well be ketchup. Raw white onion? It's a hot dog, not a salad. Celery salt, all good hot dogs come perfectly seasoned. Sport peppers, the only reason to add hot spicy food to your food is if you don't like your food. Pickle spears, only if you want a soggy bun. Who wants a soggy bun? Tomatoes, it's a hot dog, not a salad. Relish, I just don't know what to say about this. Don't feel bad for us, feel bad for the hot dogs that you've ruined. So there's that. Yeah, so there's that. Now, some of that has merit, especially, I I can say that honestly, I kind of thought the same thing when I first started trying the Chicago hot dog style. I kind of went in bits and pieces, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but I made sure I never put ketchup on it again. And the pickle spear took a while because I was never big into pickles, and I always thought, how do you eat it with that, or do you eat it on the side, and isn't going to make the bun soggy and stuff. And plain and simple, it doesn't. And it just tastes better that way. It just does. And h- however you're eating it that causes your hot dog to get soggy, you're taking too long. <laughs> now, that's a very good point. A very, very, very good point. And no, it's not a salad. It's a hot dog. I, We're going to get to the reason why that happens. There, there is a reason. And your, grandpa- your grandparents are going to be sad when they hear what you said, Mr. Bloom. <laughs> Your grandparents that lived through the Depression, went uphill both ways, are going to be sad. I can't wait to hear this, man. How do we get to this point, right? And and last last we met, we were talking about Chicago and how it became the Windy City. Because that was so much better than Porkopolis. (laughs) Oh, Porkopolis. Now, if there is one element that is the lasting legacy of Porkopolis, it is the Chicago-style hot dog. Huh. Uh, German immigrants had been part of the U.S. since before the Revolution, but they didn't start flooding the nation until the 1840s. Hmm. What was Chicago fighting for the name of around the 1840s? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a sec. Was that Porkopolis? Yes, it was. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> so... They were filling. They were filling the cities, 
including Chicago. In fact, by the end of the 19th century, there was about 25% of the population of Chicago was German. They were either born in Germany or there was first generation here. Right? And more than any other group, they affected food the way we eat it here. Right? They brought sausages. They, particularly the Frankfurter, and it was a mixture of pork and beef and spices from Vienna, and that became the hot dog that we love today. Right? Mm. One thing Germans did not bring with them, ketchup. <laughs> Never went on no. it. They invented the food. They didn't put ketchup on it. It didn't even come from Germany. So ketchup is a bastardized version of the original oh. intention of this beautiful, amazing food? It's kind of like, all right, we give up. Please put it in your mouth, my six-year-old son. <laughs> right. Eat some food. Let me pour this sugary stuff mm-hmm. on top of your hot mm-hmm. dog to hide the flavor of it so you will please just eat it like a French fry. Right. I mean, you might as well put syrup on it. Yeah. All right, so, like, mustard is a big condiment for German foods. If you've ever been over Germany, you will you will get mustard in many different f- forms. And and the reason we like mustard is it doesn't hide the flavor. It enhances the flavor. See, sugar high, see ketchup is there to hide whatever you eat, to convince you that you still want to eat it. Right, right, which is why we give it to children. For a long time... The idea of the hot dog was really just kind of like, just think of it like a deli sandwich. You don't go to Subway and ask for, I'd like ketchup on my on my Subway sandwich, please. Yeah, they're going to look at you like you're completely nuts. They're going to go, but you're putting meat on the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you put ketchup on it? Now, to the point that Mr. Bloom was making regarding all the stuff that we're putting on top mm-hmm. of it. In the 1920s, Something was going on. It was the stock market crash. It was the depression, mm-hmm. right? There's this area in Chicago called Maxwell Street on the west side. It was it was kind of the center of Chicago's immigrant community. And I mean, you had all the traders there. They're all trading their different stuff, like you know, clothes, food, hot dogs were the dominant meal for these for this busy crowd, right? But a bunch of the vendors also had vegetable stands. So they started experimenting with this wide range of toppings that they could put on it, right? Mm -hmm. So now they had to get you reasons why you were spending your dollar on that hot dog. Because this was a melting pot of cultures, and they were learning how to do it right, they began making the perfect hot dog. Yeah. Right. And ultimately, it sounds like a perfectly well-rounded meal, especially during the Depression. That's brilliant. And that's the thing. It was a meal. A hot dog. See, everyone keeps talking about a hot dog like it's part of a meal. Right. But in Chicago, it is the meal. Yes. Yes. Good point. Very good point. That's why ours is better. Exactly. Through that time, by the end of the 30s, before it became the Chicago dog, they called it the hot dog dragged through the garden. Hmm. Okay. It was a sacred combo of short peppers, mustard, pickle, relish, onion, tomato, celery salt. These are the people that made hot dogs. Right. 
It was made here in Chicago. The actual hot dog, as we know it today, was invented here in mm-hmm. Chicago. And then this is the way to do it right. Yep. We invented it. We perfected it. We made it a meal. And everyone else bastardized it. We gave it to the world, and then somebody came up with ketchup. Yeah. Ugh. Now, since we've explained to you how hot dogs came about, and many of you still have this sick fascination with ketchup, is it okay to put ketchup on my hot dog if something, something? Mm-hmm. To which my response was, was it a French fry? Right. <laughs> and, that's, and that's a great response, because there, there are actual uses for ketchup. There are. You know, um, so fries, absolutely fine. Sure, whatever. Some places, Kuma's, Kuma's Corner, does a really good job. They make a wasabi ketchup. They add a little wasabi in there, so it's just it's got a little kick. It kind of punches you in the face. It's a it's a little something extra. It's it's nice. You know, I I, I will say though that if the fries are really yummy. You really don't need ketchup to ruin the flavor. But do I do it? Absolutely. Every once in a while, here and there. Absolutely. And especially if the fries aren't very good, you know. So I'm not, I'm not against it. It's right. a filler. Tater tots, totally acceptable if mixed with mustard. That's the best way to eat tater tots. Those two mixed together, very, very oh yummy. Goodness. Right? Now, I will say that where I grew up in Utah... We had a thing called fry sauce. Yeah. And that is ketchup mixed with mayonnaise and a little bit of salt and pepper. Mm. Now, again, great yeah. for French fries. Not for a hot dog. Even pretty awesome. Even pretty awesome for uh, onion rings. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could. I could. I could see that. You know, the other thing I was I was racking my brain trying to think what else grown adults responsible beings should actually put ketchup on. And the other thing that I remember was meatloaf. And I was never a fan of meatloaf, never. And I think that the reason why was because as a kid, all I remember is that you always had to slather it in ketchup. Like that was what, that's like having ribs and putting barbecue sauce on them. You know, like that's just what goes on meatloaf. So I never really liked that. And maybe there's good meatloaf out there in the world. I, I hear a lot of people still like meatloaf, but um, I won't go near it because ketchup. Now, ketchup can be an ingredient in things. So if I'm making some sweet and sour chicken, sweet and sour pork, whatever. Ketchup in a tablespoon as part of a mixture of other stuff, which includes pineapple juice. So it's already going to be sweet. The sugar's there. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, speaking of sweet and sour... Let's talk about ketchup, huh? I guess we should. We have to. Is it ketchup or catsup? Well, that's the funny thing. So when I moved to Hong Kong, I had a chance to to learn another Mm. language. And that was what clued me in that this sauce had nothing to do with Europe. Right. Or hot dogs. Hmm. Because guess where it did not come from? (laughs) Any place that had to do with... (laughs) <laughs> with hot right. dogs or Europe. <laughs> Originally, it was that fish sauce? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was, and I don't know how to pronounce this because I'm not sure which character it is, but it was it was a koizep or something like that, and they tried to they tried to transliterate it. Well, the interesting thing about all this is, if you were to say ketchup in Cantonese, mm-hmm. the word for ke- for tomato is ke. The word for sauce is zup. K 
heads up. Gotcha. So, all all signs point to this being a sauce of Asian origins, mm. right? Which kind of the history bears out. The first time you see it in a in in any in any sort of book was in the 1690 dictionary of the Canting Crew, uh, which was a book that was brought over to America from England, and it had a recipe for ketchup. Back then, the ketchup was made from mushrooms. So gross. What? Yep. Yep. What? Uh, in the United King, yeah, in the United Kingdom, preparations of ketchup were historically prepared with mushrooms as the primary ingredient, rather than tomatoes. Ketchup recipes began to show up in in, in different recipe books, starting uh, around the 16, uh, 1600s. In a 1742 London cookbook, it was a fish sauce, so they they declared it a fish sauce. That's kind of probably what it came from originally from uh, mm-hmm. China. Sometime in the 1800s is when it, they started to have tomatoes show up as a primary ingredient. Now, tomatoes are terribly acidic. And to point out, we have nothing against tomatoes and a correlation with hot dogs. Right. Tomatoes are fine right. on a hot dog if they're a tomato. Right. What happens is when you squish them down into a sauce you have to deal with the acidity of the sauce how do you deal with the acidity of anything add a lot of right. sugar so there's ketchup ketchup is a garbage condiment yeah. there's nothing wrong with that yeah. a lot of condiments are garbage mm-hmm. condiments every dressing that you put on a salad almost right. garbage right. condiment tastes good mm-hmm. and we're not even saying that ketchup doesn't taste good mm-hmm. tastes good but if you really want to enjoy the flavor mm-hmm. of something this this is not yeah, how you just, do it. I, I mean, all, again, we're we're just trying to help. We're not, you know, help us. Just help us help you. You know, like you, you deserve better. That's the thing. You des- I didn't know when I didn't live in Chicago that I deserved better. You know, and and, and it is a lot like you said. You know, it was just like you know you kind of had a hot dog. You just a hot dog in your mouth and that was it and, and you're done with it that you know but now right. it's it is it's a meal it's something to enjoy and and you don't right. need a, a side salad or anything else a side dish with it that you just need two chicago style hot dogs that's what you need and done and done so look i guess the i guess the best way to say this is think back on the on the food that you ate as a baby. Right. If you're going to eat that, go right ahead. Ketchup. Go right ahead. If you're going to eat like an adult, eat like an adult. And and again, it's it for kids, it's fine. It's fine. But as their taste buds start to become more refined and and you you need to show them more things you know you take your kids to the museum right let them experience right. a chicago style hot dog take the ketchup off all right so the bottom line here really really gets down to this now we've we've really gone over mm-hmm. everything there is to do about the hot dog but why is the chicago dog the right way to have a hot dog because we invented it that's right eat your hot mm-hmm. dog however you like Yep. You will be doing it wrong. We invented it. We perfected it. We gave it to the world. 
And again, we're 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 not trying to be anti ketchup extremists. Like we said, there's there's a, a time and place for ketchup here and there. Right? Called French fries. Called French fries. And we just we just wanna help. We just want to help. We wanna make sure that you you know the full flavor of this. If you saw somebody eating ribs that were just totally dry, no dry rub, no nothing on them, and you had a bottle of barbecue sauce, tell me you wouldn't take that bottle to them and say, hey, 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 try this. You're about to blow your mind. Sir, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and you would thank that person. You should be thanking us. That's the bottom line. And I'm sure sure this is going to go up. We're going to get a little hate. A little. As as <laughs> as we are wont to do, but I guess I guess we'll say we we've we've shown you the light, we've we've given you the path, mm-hmm. we've walked you up to all that is decent and holy yep. in the name of hot dogs. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're ready to uh, brace the interweb. So if if you liked this episode and even you know, even if you didn't if you did, more power to you. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Tell us. See, we see the great thing is we have a, a, a website. You go to Butt Daddy Y and say, okay, fellas, the hot dog thing. Mm-hmm. No. Tell us why we're wrong. Mm-hmm. We'll correct you. <laughs> it is our podcast. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Go to our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You can go there, Facebook, Butt Daddy Y. Tell us what's wrong with our hot dog. Mm-hmm. Or agree with us. You could agree. We will accept you agreeing with us. We, mm-hmm. we could use more people agreeing with mm-hmm. us, in fact. Yep. Uh, Twitters, we'll, we'll, we'll put a picture up of the, uh, on Twitter of the, of the most delicious-looking mm. hot dog that there is in the world. And just, yep. just so you know what it, what it should feel like. Yep. Let, us, let us know how you feel about it there. Yeah. It's a great – this whole episode has come, come about because we, uh, we talked to people on the interwebs about hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, tweet us pictures of your hot dogs so that we can be disgusted by them, you yeah. know? And if you're so inclined, you know, rate us on iTunes, tell us, because this is, this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if you disagree, we're on, rate us on iTunes, we're on Stitcher and TuneIn, so those of you that have Android phones can now listen to us. Yep. So many places you can find us. All the fun. All the Do fun. Do it. <laughs> Do it. We can't. We we can't wait to give you more truth bombs. <laughs> All right, get rid of that ketchup. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.